Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Uh, thanks for um, you know agreeing to come and speak to us on this uh, business worth and mindset podcast because you've got a quite an array of experience, isn't it? You know you're into uh, arts and performance and uh, property as well, so it'll be good to uh, you know capture your journey in in that respect, actually, in the way that uh, you know get to inspire our listeners as well. So you know, thanks again for for coming to speak to us. So pleasure, um, absolute pleasure. Yeah, so I, I think uh, probably the, the best way to start would be um, you just uh, take us through your journey, like uh, you know, from the beginning, from humble beginnings, just uh, walk us through maybe you know, growing up, school, and how you got into uh, all the bits and entrepreneurship and the arts that you got into. Yeah. And uh, you know, within that, we get to discuss you know, the challenges, successes, lessons, and everything just as a conversation. So, yeah, is that all right, Ian? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, um, well, I, I grew up as a young lad in in Cambridgeshire. Um, uh, <clears throat> normal upbringing. My upbringing. My my mum and dad they um, ran pubs together, so I was brought up in the pub trade. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, uh, you know, normal schooling. But I, I, my my grandmother was a professional actress, and so from an early age she was always trying to get me on stage and do things yeah. and i think my my first ever stage performance was uh, i i played the star in the nativity play for one of her <laughs> i had to sit on the top of the haystack and and uh, and i i made my mum promise that she wouldn't clap and then she clapped and i just started crying on the top of this haystack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't clap um anyway so i i was always into to acting and performing uh mm. i did a little bit of drama school when i was younger and and i always kept that up and i loved it and it got to a point of um uh my my exams in you know sort of gcse's a levels that i wanted to keep drama going mm. but um to do drama in a levels you needed you had to combine it as a performing art so you had to involve dance yeah, and music as as well. So I knew that I was going to have to start dancing, and so yeah. I sort of hung around the dance studio to see what's going on. And I was looking around, and I was like, "Well, actually, there's there's quite a lot of girls here, and there's not <laughs> a lot of guys, so, and there's a lot of pretty girls here. So this this dancing thing might be okay." Mm. So I went to the I went to the local dance store. I bought myself some ballet shoes, and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm here to come and start learning some dancing." So yeah. Um, and uh, uh, cut a long story short there, my, my, the, the teacher that was my first ever dance teacher, my first ever ballet teacher is actually now my stepmother. That's ah. story. I'll get to that later on down the line. But I, I, was, I just loved my performing arts then, um, and I loved my sports. Um, I knew I wasn't sort of, um, you know, academic type. I was good at maths and English and things like that, but it wasn't really where my passion was. I loved performing and entertaining and you know just being on stage and and so it got to a point of okay so what do I want to train in professionally mm-hmm. and I chose I actually chose dance and went to a pure dance college I studied at 
London Contemporary School of Dance in in Euston, Central London, mm-hmm. um, at the place, and I trained there for three years. Um, and right. in my third year, I was spotted by a choreographer called Matthew Bourne, mm-hmm. who is a very world famous choreographer. His company, New Adventures. Um, I joined his company and stayed with them for. 14 15 years worked my way up to principal after maybe three or four years um so i was a professional dancer for him and i i got to travel the world um we we all our tours they would do a uk tour we would do a states tour we would travel japan and asia and korea and australia and uh, you know had an absolutely wonderful career performing doing the job i love and getting paid to do that and and traveling around the world entertaining people so i was I was in my element um, and then it got to a point sort of mid what, 30s. I was thinking, OK, well, so the dancer's life is is fairly similar to that mm-hmm. of a footballer, shall we say? Yeah. Um, where, you know, you start to filter out and things don't start performing as well as, mm-hmm. you know, as when you're sort of late 20s. So early 30s, you kind of have to think, OK, what am I going to do now? What's going to be next yeah. for me? Do I go into choreographing? Do I go into, you know, directing or, or what do I do? Mm. And I am, um, uh, as we as we know that, the, uh, uh, well, as you may not know, but a dancer's wage isn't necessarily that great unless you mm. are very, very top of your game. <clears throat> I yeah. mean, I've, I've worked at the top, but then when you go to an elite level, uh, but it's still a drop in the ocean compared to what a footballer would get so yeah. the pension fund is not quite the same for a dancer as it is um, as it is a professional sports person or footballer shall we say um so i i started to think about other things that i could do i retrained as a sports therapist um so i opened up a sports massage clinic in central london and i ran that for a few years mm-hmm. i still continued to work in in um in in performing arts but i what i didn't do was um do so many tours because our tours used to take us away for three four five six seven eight a year at a time we could be touring wow. for and and in 2008 i had my little boy james mm-hmm. um and so I, I made the decision then that i didn't want to go away and do touring as much yeah. and the company that i worked for for such a long time there their main thing was was touring. So I sort of made that decision to just take a step back from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did a couple of tours with them, just but ones that weren't so intense and so full on. Yeah. So created the sports massage business. Um, but then I, I worked a lot in between those contracts as well. I, I did quite a bit in, in television and film and, you know, so all freelance work. And I... I uh, yeah I, I made that decision not to then carry on that touring. So um, I, I went through a bit of a, a tough time about a year after my son was born when myself and my um, ex-wife decided that actually we were no longer going to stay together. Um, mm. So we parted ways. Um, but obviously my my boy was my my world and my everything so i um everything i i did was was geared to to him and making yeah. sure he was okay and by doing that i what i wanted to do i didn't want them to have to uproot the family home so i just carried on paying the mortgage there but also i had to fund a life for myself as well yeah, so yeah. I kind of i was kind of 
paying for two lives. Mm. Um, and that had an effect on me quite intensely financially. And I was sort of going into debt, into debt, into debt, into debt. And I was doing all I can and working all the hours. And I thought, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm spiraling downwards, not, not upwards. And I'm going down. And I, I probably got into, I'd say probably about 40, 40, 40 or 50,000 pounds worth of, should we say bad debt? Wow. <laughs> um, and I was, I, I went through some really stressy anxiety times. Um, I would have panic attacks. I would wake up in pools of sweat because I couldn't, you know, I, I, it was just not a nice time. And I just said to my ex, look, unless I do something about this, I'm, it's just going to spiral out of control. And Mm -hmm. so I, I then looked at going down sort of the insolvency route where I could consolidate all my debts and things like that. And, when I approached her about this, she said, well, I don't want to be associated with you and your debt. So what I think we should do is sell the house. And I said, well, actually, that would really help. Um, mm. well, it would clear everything yeah. because there was money in that property that could pay all that off and then, you know, yeah. restart me. So that's what happened. We we sold that house. We found them somewhere else to live. And, we, you know, that was all um, – that was all okay. And so I was managed to clear off some of that debt and I was left with a little bit of cash. Um, not a huge amount, but a little bit. And I thought, well, okay, I've got to think of my son here. So I need yeah. to, I could either go and have a fabulous time in Thailand for <laughs> five or 10 years and yeah. or, or <clears throat> I can learn how to do things with this. Um, yeah. And I, I'd sort of become an accidental property landlord a couple of years previous Hmm. and so I was just putting questions out to friends and I got introduced to another dancer friend um I'd not met before but we knew of each other uh he's now become my business partner he started off as my mentor in property Hmm. yeah so then in 20 sort of 15 16 I started to heavily educate myself into property strategies and how all the different types of strategies to sort of generate yourself um they say passive income it's not 100 yeah. percent passive income but it's sort of ways of accruing residual income um, yeah yeah and since then i've built up a portfolio of buy to lets and serviced accommodation that we sort of rent out on airbnb um and i yeah i do sort of multiple strategies and i also now sort of try and help other performing artists or self-employed people to to find ways to generate secondary income because we as self-employed people we only get paid when we're working and yeah. if we're not working then there's no other money coming in so if it wasn't for property during the last sort of covid year i would have been a little bit screwed but because i'd sort of had that training and 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 worked on that and built up a small portfolio and an income coming in it made the whole covid thing a little bit um easier yeah. should we say so so, yeah, and that brings us up today. I, I just want to try and help um, educate uh, younger people as well, um, because I, I don't think we are taught financial literacy in the yeah. correct way in schools and colleges. And I don't think the kids are given enough education and life skills as to what it's like in the real world when yeah. you go out. How much does a lifestyle cost? What do you want for your lifestyle? Yeah. Um, and how how do you fund that? You know, if you want a nice car, if you want a nice holiday, you know, and and that lifestyle say costs you fifty, sixty thousand pounds a year with the with the house. 
what if the job that you love of being a nurse or a doctor mm -hmm. that only pays you thirty thousand pounds a year or thirty five thousand how are you gonna how are you gonna find that extra money to do you know and then people sacrifice the lifestyle because of of their of their mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. and and there's there's ways out there real real simple ways if you spend the time learning a little bit um you know there's there's ways of bringing that income into to to get what you want to be able to do what you want um when you want so yeah, yeah that's where i'm at <laughs> <laughs> that, that's brilliant thanks for sharing that adam you know it looks like uh, you know your life has um you know moved through various significant stages i mean earlier on you know you were doing something you're passionate about and you you are enjoying and uh, uh you know uh getting to realization that uh you know in the in, in the future just like you mentioned you know the lifespan of a dancer or in in that space when you're younger you'll find that you can't do those kind of things when you're older so you start thinking what what, what happens and then within that as well, you know, life happens, you know, with, uh, you know, your, your, your ex-wife and stuff. But that gave you a significant challenge. Actually, and it looks like that is the challenge, you know, having, a, you know, gone into debt, which made you start thinking about doing something about your life. And, and unfortunately, it looks like uh, for most people, we get to shift and change our lives when we get faced with some challenge of some sort. Because I imagine if your life was all, pretty smooth you probably wouldn't have ended up in uh, property or where you are now is is that fair to say <laughs> i mean who knows I, I i just think life is all about um chances and choices hmm. um you either have the choice to say yes or no to an opportunity yeah and i think that decision can affect and direct the pathway of your life yeah. um i I was always one that like <clears throat> I'm always and I still am likes mm. like to go against the grain. I see all the sheep doing one thing and I like yeah. to be the one person that, that branches off from the flock. Yeah, you no know? And I I think we we are as people, we're highly um influenced by the closest around us. Yeah. And you know, they 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 say that you become the average of the five people that you most spend the time with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you are with a group of friends, you know, I could have stayed in Cambridge. I could have, I could have done the university. I could have, you know, I could, I could have stayed with my friends in Cambridge, but I, I didn't know at the time that they would all still be in Cambridge, yeah. but I chose to move out. I chose to, to follow my, my passion, which was dance yeah. and performing. Mm -hmm. I made myself so many people give up on, on their dreams or think it's not possible because they get told, <laughs> other people are oh, what you know what are you going to do that for even my dad said to me at one point you know what what do you want to be a dancer for what are you going to achieve in dancing you know mm -hmm. because he didn't know you know little mm -hmm. did he know that four years later that he'd be watching me on a west end stage in tears because i'm performing the lead role in like one of the most you know famous ballets in in you know in all history um it, it, you just don't know and if you don't take those chances you're never gonna know mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, people don't take chances through usually through fear, yeah. through fear of the unknown, through fear of letting people down, through fear of failure, through fear of, of, of whatever. Now, fear can stand for, for two things. I, I read an acronym. It's, uh, face everything and run. 
or face everything and rise. And there's there's two choices there. Which one are you going to do? You're going to run away from it, then fear will overcome you, or you're going to use that fear to drive you forward and 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 achieve what you want to you know what you're setting out to do. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that that's quite quite inspirational to hear actually. Um, but uh, I, I guess uh, just like you said, fear plays a, a big role in people's decisions, isn't it? Because uh, it's it's the some people that are surrounding them. If they pursue something and doesn't work, and then they come back, it's like, uh, you know, we told you so, or whatever. But uh, you know, the the attitude and the mindset of people can actually drive you. Uh, because even if you pursue something and it doesn't work, if you have a mindset to actually feel and see that it's just a lesson on the journey to something else you learn from it and you pivot and you change and you keep driving you'll eventually get to to where you need to be so that that's a great lesson from i mean you you don't get anywhere unless you fail no one succeeded at anything first time round right so failure is just <laughs> to to when you succeed yeah. to success like you know again thomas edison how many times did he invent that did he <laughs> try a model out for the light bulb before <laughs> no, it, no. like 10,000 times or ridiculous you know <laughs> you, you, you you've got to be able to accept failure as a dancer and a performer we go to auditions every day we have to send off tapes for for castings and you know every day and you know most days we get told no but do we give up no because we're ingrained in our body that well we we want to do a job it's, it's our passion we we want to so we go again and we go to the next audition we get told no we go to the next audition next audition and you know one in 20 one in 30 <laughs> whatever auditions we go to we'll get one yeah persevering it's a numbers game the odds have to go you can't forever go with an without not getting a job yeah Only if you give up if you keep going the odds will be in your favor. You will get yeah. one job at one point. And, you know, that's the same. You can put that that theory to, to all, all walks of life. Yeah. So um, um, what would you say to those people who maybe they are in a particular situation, in a job or career, uh, it's not going somewhere much and, you know, they have bigger dreams, but uh, they don't have that drive or that inspiration to make a change in their life, even though they, they feel they can. Almost, they're, they're almost in a in a comfort zone. You know, they can pay their bills, you know, help their family, but nothing much beyond that. So that drive to actually push themselves, because there's no challenge around to actually mm. push them to, to, to break through into success beyond what they have. What would you say? How can those people, you know, get out of that comfort zone? So that's that's kind of the hardest place to be. If mm. you're in a if you're in a um, if you're in a job that that pays well and you've got a nice house and a, you know you're in a comfy in a comfy position, mm. uh, what is it that's going to spark you to want to take yourself to the next level? It's yeah. the hardest place to is the hardest place to be. Yeah, it's only in the desperate places is where you'll find the the. The uh, because our, our body, our fight and flight system kicks in, right? Yeah. It, it is. It if you're in that desperate state, you will do something about it. Doctor John, Doctor Doctor John DeMartini. Yeah. Heard of? So he's got a book called The Values Factor, um, and it's it's all about um, organizing the things that are most important to you in your yeah. life, right? And so mm -hmm. if you 
you write down everything. So you write down, you know, what's important to you, family, friends, um, uh, your car, going out, socializing. Um, you love your dogs, your pets. You like your work, your job. You like going to the cinema. Uh, you like, you know, your job. You're okay with your job. Um, you write all these things down. Okay. Um, your house is important to you. You know, you write all these down and then you, and then you put them in an order of um, which is most important to you. So what's yeah. the highest priority? And people will, unless they have wealth generation or money yeah. within the top three or four, it's <laughs> not important enough at, for them at yeah. this point in their life for them to do it. We can always say to ourselves, how many times do people um, on New Year's Day go, I'm going to give up alcohol or mm. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I must um, go on a diet and I must lose more weight. I'm going to stop eating chocolate. Yeah. And we tell ourselves that we have to do these things, but we don't stick to them because they're not highest in our priorities, highest mm. in our value, right? Mm. If I'm going through a massive health problem and say my heart and my diet requires me that I have to give up alcohol because my liver is so screwed which actually mine was at a point of doing so. I have given up alcohol since the start of the year. I've not drank any alcohol. Mm. But it only takes you to a point of like something quite serious <laughs> to when you will actually act upon it. Now, when someone's in a comfortable state with finances, it's very hard for them to act on it because finances aren't really highest in their priority. Priority, yeah. Uh, if they were able if they were in a position where suddenly they'd lost their job or they were going to lose their house or then finances move up the list because it's it's now a high priority mm. so trying to change the mindset of someone where they're in a comfortable space is is quite difficult mm. um but i would say it, you know just you you've got to think about what is your why why are you wanting to change you know what what is it and and who is it you're wanting to change for a lot of people most people's whys are that I know if it's the younger generation, they want to, you know, I've, I've chat to a few property investors that are getting new. And, and I love the fact that young entrepreneurs are, are coming out into the world more and more. And I'm seeing more and more. Hmm. Um, but, you know, the fact that they're, they're still living at home with their mum and they want to help get their mum and dad out of a job by by investing in property you know that's their why but for older generation for me my why is my boy i want to leave a legacy for my boy i want him to grow up not having to come out of college with yeah. 40, 50 000 pounds of debt i want him to leave college having two or three properties under his belt so he's already got that foundation mm. um that's that's my why my why is i want to help people inspire you know to 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 find other ways to you know and there's going to be a hundred people 200 people in a room if you do a talk or or a thousand people you might only get through to one or two or three yeah. percent people okay because you're either in tune that way or you don't know what is available and people are just um comfortable in in their life people are happy to uh, just to go along with the flow and live with their job and to their means. Um, but other, I want to find those people that want to think outside that box and I, who want to know that they uh, or want to learn that there's something different out there. You know, yeah. Um, there's there's a really interesting book. The most famous book that I when I speak to people that that sort of changes people's mindset around um, 
around this whole thing is um, is Robert Kiyosaki's uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Yeah. Entrepreneurs, uh, property investors <laughs> will have read this at some point. Now, yeah. he, he wrote a second book called The Cash Flow Quadrant, which is, uh, imagine this, have you read it? Yes, yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's the symbol, yeah. and you've got E and S over one side, and then you've got yeah. E and I over the other. So employed and self-employed, people that are comfortable with their life and their job, like working for themselves, and then yeah. on the other side, business owners and investors who yeah, make their yeah. money work for them. Yeah. And it's weird how 95% of the population are employed and self-employed, and only 5% are yeah. business owners or, or investors. But it's weird because the world's wealth is split the other way around. So 95% of the people only have 5% of the of the actual world's wealth. And, and 5% of the people have 95% of the wealth. And it gets into that mindset about, okay, well, so what side of the quadrant would you like to be on, the left mm -hmm. side or the right side? And mm -hmm. not that many people think about it in that way or are that way in tuned. And it – but – because they're not shown it, they're not taught, they're not given the option at school. We're taught to go and get a university and go and get a job, you know, and yeah. give to the means of your job. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I, I'm. I could talk on this all <laughs> all day long. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's it's brilliant actually. You know, you talk about Dr. John Dumartini because I had him on the podcast as well. Uh, not so long ago and it, it's it's brilliant exactly how you talk about values as well you know people if they are if their reason is not big enough you know they're not it's not burning enough they're not going to take that action because just like you say it's not top on their priorities and most importantly as well people have this uh, fantasy or vision saying you know i want to be um you know rich maybe have houses or whatever but uh, um in reality because they are not taking the actions to actually get that, it's 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 not top on their priority because they they, they talk the talk, but they yeah. don't walk the walk, right? Yeah, say, oh, yeah I'd love a nice big house, so I'd love. Yeah. They're saying it flippantly. They're, yeah, they're just saying because they think it's out of their reach. But actually, yeah. if you focus in and you go, mm. okay, so okay, so the really nice car I want. Say I want. Okay, say I want a a, a Porsche, mm. right? A Porsche costs, uh, you know, anywhere, you know, fifty to one hundred and fifty thousand pounds, two hundred thousand pounds. Okay, yeah. But you can you can lease a Porsche, right? Yeah. Instead of outlaying all that money straight away, you can lease a Porsche on a monthly basis, right? Yeah. You could lease a Porsche for eight hundred pounds. You could lease a Porsche for twelve hundred pounds a month. Yeah. Then you go, okay, well, I've got my first three buy to lets in Glasgow that I bought. Yeah, I bought them houses for in the region of 40, 45,000 pounds each. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and they cash flow me 350 pounds, 300 pounds a month. Right. So, yeah. from those first three buy to lets, which I got up and running in the space of no less than four months between them from, yeah. from all of them. Okay. So, they, mm -hmm. I got, so within four or five months of them getting the mortgages of them all, I was cash flowing. 1200 pounds a month so yeah. in that for i, I could uh, i could have that porsche then if i wanted because yeah. that that then funds my lifestyle so then yeah. okay how else do i do that in other ways so what else do i want do i want do i want a nice house how much is the mortgage on my, on a really nice house going to cost me or mm. if i want to if i want to rent a house how much rent do i need do i need two thousand pounds do i need five thousand pounds because i want a big house on land and you know 
okay, mm -hmm. and what is it going to take for me to fund that? How can I do that? And that's how I look at things in my life through property. Is okay, what do I need to get property wise to make me fund that? My my latest goal with property with my business partner and uh, and my 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 girlfriend as well. I want to in the next um, in the next twelve months. I want to generate uh, a, a passive income or passive inverted commas yeah. as as passive as possible in the region of of ten thousand pounds a month. So that's my goal. Yeah. Then, from then, that's that's me to a place where I can. I can then carry on. I can do what I want when I want, right? Yeah, brilliant. So I can, I can, talk, I can sit on podcasts with you all day long. I can, I can chat, and I can, you know, <laughs> I can tell my story to other people. I can get out there because I can show people that I've done it and I'm doing it now. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't have any properties when I started this journey. Um, I had one accidentally, like I said, I, um, I, I bought a property next to my mum's house because the the neighbor had passed away and it had gone back to her parents and they were very old and i said mum we just should try and help them out because the, the the stress of selling a house is you know i just didn't want the old people to have to go through that trouble and mm -hmm. so we found a way of buying it for them at, at a price that worked for them and that we could afford at the time and so that worked really well and so i just thought well i need to uh, i I need to take this this further and just falling into property has just um ha has allowed me to to do that so yeah brilliant um so i guess um for people because you know we we we, we talked about um uh, following your passion and doing something that you like so in the event that that particular passion for someone is not let's say in property or in uh, business or something, uh, because just like uh, um, Dr. Demartin says, you know, you're, you're more authentic and you do things that are aligned to your passion. But, um, you know, financial freedom and money is almost something that can actually help you to fund your passion. So there must be a way, or is there some sort of a sacrifice you have to do within a specific period of time to enable you to in the end perhaps do the things that are you know on top of your values because money and financial freedom in a way even if it's not your passion you need it to fund your passion isn't it yeah, yeah. This, this is a really interesting question right mm. if we get a calculator out and we do 24 hours in a seven day week okay yeah. there's 168 yeah. hours in a week okay yeah, yeah. Say we sleep, uh, what's an hour, you know, say we, we have a long sleep of eight hours a night, okay? Yeah. Uh, that's 56 hours, okay? So yeah. you've got 104. Hours, 104 hours left. I'm glad your maths is good. <laughs> then got, okay, what, what else do you have in your life? Say you work a 50-hour week, right? Yeah. Even let's say 60-hour week, yeah? You've, mm -hmm. you've got 40 hours left. Yeah. Say so you spend two hours a night with your family. You, you've then got... Um, you know, that's 14 nights. You've got uh, another 36 hours left in your week. Then yeah. what do you, do? you go to the gym, maybe an hour a day. That's, you know, even if you go to the gym seven days a week, that's another. Yeah. You then what else do you do? OK, you've still got 15 to 20 hours going spare in your week. Right. We spend mm. so much time and I'm I'm an absolute I'm a, I'm I do this so much. I, I lose hours. I don't know where I go. I'm not productive mm. um, as productive as I could be. Yeah. Um, 
but you you sit down and you analyze everything that you do and then you come out with a, a block of hours that you have left and you go okay well what have i done with that time whether it's been on social media scrolling chilling watching tv there's always time in the week see so just with that with a with long sleep and 60 hour work week and you know all this that and the other and there's still 25 hours in a week to do stuff if you want to do something really bad mm-hmm. if you want something enough you will find time to do it because there is time yeah and when people say i don't have time to do this i don't believe them <laughs> um i i don't there's always one hour in your day that you could put towards it shut the door turn everything off focus on what you want to do for one hour a day is easily done Mm. Uh, yeah you have have if you if you want it bad enough you have to make a little bit of sacrifice so if it means staying up an extra hour then stay up an extra hour if it means getting up early an extra hour before the kids get up do that if you don't want it bad enough you won't be prepared to make those sacrifices Mm. and to, to be honest if the greater good is that you are financially free, financially secure um, at the end of it, it would be something I would jump on all day long. I just didn't know it was out there when I started. I wish I'd known this stuff (laughs) decades ago. Right. Um, I'm just glad that I'm able to try and pass it on to my son from an early age. I'm not, I'm not gunning it into him because yeah. then that kind of, you know, the, it's more likely to, for, for him to repel it. But I'm, you know, I'm, I, I just, he hears me talking about what I'm doing and, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So, but, but there's you, there's time. If you yeah. want it, there's time. There's exactly. no, <laughs> and, and that's the key you mentioned as well. Cause all these people, you know, who are successful and have done it like yourself, you know, to be able to be where you've been, you know, it hasn't just been easy, just getting into your mindset. There's been work and those sacrifices that you mentioned as well. But um, probably an, another um, angle that I'll, I'll probably ask you, for people who are still really struggling in, in themselves to actually push themselves, motivate themselves, inspire themselves, what is the role of uh, maybe mentors or coaches or accountability people who can actually help them to actually get to the same place? And how has that helped you as well, in a way? Yeah. Uh, I mean, mentors and accountability partners are, I think, are key because mm. the hardest thing to do is to to try and do it on your own, right? Yeah. Um, so first of all, like, what is it you want to do, okay? Whether it's create money in property, whether it's to start a business, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, what is it you want to do, okay? Then... So I would say go and follow and spend some time researching those successful people that are doing what you want to do. So follow property entrepreneurs, follow property gurus, follow, follow, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, you know, whoever it is, whatever, you know, dive in, spend time reading about them, get inspired about their stories and where they have come from, you know, because most people you know, unless you're incredibly privileged and start uh, born into wealth from, you know, from an early age, everyone started with the same amount of money in their bank account, which is right. So it's what have they done that is different to what you're doing? The only thing you're doing is sitting on the couch crying about it, right? (laughs) What have they done? They've got off their bums and they've gone out and made things happen. 
Yeah. So the only one that is stopping you from doing it is yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You are the only person getting in your own way. So you have to think, okay, I actually need to take responsibility for myself. I need to make things happen. No one's going to hand it to me on a plate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what do I need to do? What is my goal? Be it. Okay. So what is, what is my, and think well, you, we can see these amazing entrepreneurs and just the scale and grandness of what they've yeah. got. I think that's impossible, right? Yeah. Nothing's impossible. Okay. All you do is go, okay, what is relative for me? Okay. What do I need? What would make me happy in life? Do I want an extra 2000 pounds a month? What would that mean to me? Okay. Mm -hmm. Do I want, you know, do I want more time to be able to spend with my family? Am I working too hard in my job? Would I like less, less response? You know, what is it that you want? Be it building up in property, but break the break it down into small achievable chunk size goals okay so say i want for me i want a ten thousand pound this is my next goal is my ten thousand pound i didn't start off with that right from the start yeah. my, first, my first target was i want to get my first buy to let which cash flows me 250 300 pounds mm -hmm. and then i did one two and three and then i've got three okay so now i've got 1200 pounds that's that is you know i would say that's a reasonable target for year one yeah. Yeah. If you're doing it on your own, right? If you work with other people that inspire you and you surround yourself with other people that inspire you, you will become inspired. If you sit on your sofa and wait for things to happen, it, it's not going to happen. So I would I would join social media groups, social network groups. You know, um, if anyone hasn't joined Clubhouse yet, yeah. Um, I would I would join Clubhouse because you know you can meet. I've met some amazing people on Clubhouse. I've I've had some new jo joint venture partners out of it. I've had so many new opportunities come out of it. Um, it, it currently it's only available on Apple, but will be available on Android soon. But it's it's incredible, and you just sit in rooms and you talk with like minded people. I was sat in a room just discussing about how we're going to create a uh sort of um young entrepreneurs network group you know because that's just what we all felt passionate about you know there was in in some of the rooms you can maybe have 5 10 15 20 people in yesterday we had 60 or 70 people listening into this room hmm. some of the bigger rooms you know you get people like uh, Rob Moore who's a who's a property uh trainer one of the biggest property trainers in in the country yeah. um <clears throat> And uh, and the people like John Lee and JT Fox and mm -hmm. they run big rooms, you know, where they've got three, four, five, up to a thousand people in sometimes, you know, with big, inspiring, mm -hmm. you know. But in these smaller rooms, you talk to real people who are doing what you want to do, and you yeah. can relate. To, you can meet meet people, meet connections. It's down to you to do it. I think you yeah. you've got to be the change in yourself. You can't mm -hmm. wait for someone else to change you. If you mm -hmm. want to advocate change or have a, an influence in change in any way you have to be the one to make that change if i want my son to do something differently i don't say son do that differently because he'll just say no i don't want to do it. i have to find other ways i have to change my approach of how i'm dealing with that situation yeah. um, and that applies to you know if if we're sat on the sofa going what do i need to do or how i i'm i'm fit 
you know, motivate yourself by getting around other people that other aren't people. motivated. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's uh, inspirational wisdom, Adam. Um, now, what would you say for people who maybe they get to feel overwhelmed? Because just like you said, there's a a lot of stuff out there. You can read books, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook, you can go on Clubhouse. There's people talking about different things and everyone knows there's a lot of experts out there in different fields. You know, some people uh, can listen to someone or something today and they feel like, oh, wow, I should be doing that. Oh, this sounds amazing. And then tomorrow they read something else and, oh, wow, maybe that is amazing. In the end, they are just, you know, listening to people, seeing people doing different things. They get so overwhelmed that uh, it's a negative force in the way they don't get to do anything or move forward because there's just so much and they can, you know, put everything into a place. In a way, I would say maybe lockdown was uh, a bit of a positive in the way for people to come down in the way, reflect on what it is that they want to do. Because there's just so much and things are moving so fast. Everything is just, wow, where do I go? <laughs> what did you say to people in that overwhelmed it's, state? It's the shiny penny syndrome, isn't it? Exactly. Right? And I have, I've fallen foul to that many times. Um, yeah. You know, even in lockdown, okay, let's learn to make lemon cake. Oh, no, let's make banana bread. Uh, what else do we learn to do at home? Let's make this. And, you know, it, there were so many, like, little trends to do because we all follow. We jump on what everyone yeah. else is doing. Yeah. The, the latest the latest craze. I think staying grounded really helps you. There is so much out there, and it all yeah. depends on what you want to achieve. Yeah. You have to break it down. Okay, what is my what is my goal? my first goal okay yeah. how do i then achieve that and focus on the things you need to do to make that happen right we yeah. can um we can be distracted like for me my distraction was all the different glamorous types of property strategies that you can have yeah. Like, yeah. Nets were nice and easy and they cash flow this but then there's all oh, there's hmos that they cash flow yeah. this, and there's service accommodation and then there's you know commercial conversions and lease options and this that and the other and they all seem amazing rah, rah, rah. and that gets crazy and if you if you do bits of everything you're going to be not you know you'll be okay at everything but you're not going to excel and be able to um uh, grow as quickly as if you so focus, right? Yeah. Focus, the acronym for focus, follow one course until successful. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So follow that, follow that course, dive into that until you have achieved that. If it's you want to create uh, £2,000 a month passive income by doing buy to lets, do nothing apart from let nothing distract yeah. you out of the way until mm -hmm. you have made that, write that target down and mm -hmm. go, if something else comes into your way, is this going to help me get to my target quicker or is yeah. this going to slow me down? If yeah. it's going to slow you down, move it to the side, say I'll come back to that. Yeah. Do all you can to get to your target and whatever your goal is. So follow that one course until you are successful. I've made that £2,000 right now. I can look at other targets. Other things. Look yeah. at other things. Okay, now I've got that £2,000 coming in. Okay, now I can look at how to learn this i can still keep this other moving along hmm. but you're right we there's so much out there um and <clears throat> you need to 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 avoid getting distracted 
uh, I, I mean, the whole thing is in property as well. Uh, you know, in, in any life that you, you know, you your, they say your network is your net worth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, networking is key. Um, doing due diligence on everything and everyone you potentially yeah. will come across and want to work with is, is key because there are people out there that offer, things and courses and training that might not necessarily uh command the price that they are asking yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or necessarily give the value that they are commanding um there are some amazing trainers but network and just chat with people that are doing what you want to do and people that have evidence that they are doing it and can do it well and then tag on with them because properties yeah. Properties are a great property is a big ladder, right? Yeah. When you start, you start on that bottom step. Okay. But as soon as you start on that bottom step, there's always someone waiting on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. But there's people all the way up that ladder. And if you look just one or two steps ahead and chat and talk and network with those people, you're going to get a much more realistic and easier and less overwhelming um, insight into what you need to do next. Yeah. As opposed as if you were looking to someone 50 stairs up ahead of you right because yeah. they're people that have got 50 60 properties on they're doing developments etc etc but if you talk to the people just a couple up you know people that have done a few buy to lets or done a few you know they will then be the real people that will take your hand and they'll hold you up and they'll pull you up to the next step and yeah. then guess what you turn around and you're not at the bottom step anymore. There's a couple of people behind you. And the knowledge you, that you will have gained in that journey on, on up to your next step, you can then start to help other people. You yeah. may think you know a lot, but actually you know more than when you started and you know more than the people that are wanting to do that. So it's a massive help me up and I'll help you up, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about the property industry because – Far too often people try and go about things alone and they try and do it all themselves and they end up making mistakes. And sometimes the mistakes can be really financially Mm. big. We've made financially big mistakes. The idea is with working with other people is and 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 pulling information and knowledge from, from others above you is that those people above you don't want you to make the same mistakes they have. Yeah um and so it work with other people that are doing what you want to do what you want to do but then where where does the balance lie though? because we so often say you learn from mistakes and that's the best way to actually you know experience and 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 the, the, the impact of those mistakes but on the other side you've got leverage that you want to go somewhere quicker by you know trying to cut through those mistakes so where does the balance lie? You want to get people experience so you don't, don't do those mistakes or try something, make mistakes, learn from them and move on. How do you work out the balance? I, I think if you're not making mistakes, you're not doing enough. Yeah. Um, but the idea is to – you can make mistakes – and learn from them that's absolutely fine but i think the thing is is what you want to do is is mitigate anything that's going to cost you severely huge yeah yeah because you some people you know potentially could throw all their life savings into a into a property deal or you know for example um 
you know, uh, like generally we're advised not to buy new build properties or off plan properties, it's, yeah. you know, properties that haven't been built yet because, you know, sometimes they don't even get finished and people mm. put all their money into it thinking that they're going to get this glorious and, and it doesn't happen. Mm. Um, you know, so you, you've got to, again, it's down to doing your due diligence and your homework and your research, right? But mm-hmm. that's what you have people up the ladder for you. If you've got a question or something you want to bounce off, like, okay, so I'm not a mentor or a trainer, but I've got people that are into property that are, are, are below me on the ladder, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And I, I will always have an open phone and just say, listen, I would rather you call me, yeah. run something by me, and I can give you my best advice on it if you're unsure of what to do or how to do it. Yeah. If I don't know the answer, I know someone that will. Well, does, yeah. So then what I want you to do, because it could be there was a friend of mine who uh, I've only met recently through Clubhouse, but again, he's another dancer friend. Um, I won't mention names, but we <laughs> he was about to give away – £12,000 of his money for a couple of property deals on a rent-to-rent basis. And I said, just check the numbers and check, do your research on these guys, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I said, take this to, because he did have a mentor. I said, take this to your mentor because Mm. it it doesn't sit right with me what they're offering. So just go and um, just check that with your mentor and come back to me. And he did. And he was about to, that morning, give away his money. And I, I spoke to him and said, just do one more thing for me. Just check this and check with your mentor. And she went back because he was about she was about to go into the deal without checking fully. And, yeah. and they weren't reputable people at all. And they'd be, you yeah. know, uh, it, it, what they were offering wasn't, I didn't think was worth the value. And so he pulled out and it actually turned out that the deals weren't, what they were anyway so mm. we saved him twelve thousand pounds like yeah. some people i mean for anyone twelve thousand pounds to lose like that on something you know <laughs> is is crazy but if you don't know what you people are so quick to to get blinkered and and like stare in the headlights and go oh yeah this sounds amazing because there's a lot of people in all walks of life there's a lot of people that will not yes con you but not intentionally but think they're offering something good and worth value where actually it's not always the case so i'm i i I just want to be on the phone for people that are in my network below me and just to just to say i would say to anyone any question you have check with someone that's doing it already check people's thoughts on it run it by people check double check triple check before you part with your money yeah whether that's whether that's on a property deal whether that's getting education on a course um training and that can be in all walks of life doesn't have to be you know it could be you know you want a a a tennis coach or or whatever you know um Mm. or or a golf coach you know tiger woods he didn't come out of his mum and, and take a swing straight away and hit a hole in one. He spent a lot of money on time over the years getting yeah. training and coaching, okay? Yeah. Um, but he will have gone through phases probably where he paid and didn't get the coaching that was benefiting yeah. him to make him excel and grow in the way that got him to world number one for years. So yeah. um, it. But if you can do what you can to mitigate 
by consulting with other people, peers, um, then you're going to you'll still make mistakes and mistakes are okay because they learn but it's the expensive mistakes that as a, a, a as you know referring to, to to friends or or people colleagues that are doing it that it, that's what you want to mitigate yeah brilliant thanks adam so looking back to you know your journey um obviously now you're an entrepreneur before you're probably working and and you know on a paycheck month on month what, what would you say are the biggest differences or what are the things that you miss on one side versus the other? Um, I've been, as I said, I, I've been really lucky because my, my career has been a, a passion. Hmm. So when I, I work, I generally work contract by contract, okay, yeah. and I get a, a, a weekly pay. But it, it's still, the, it, you know, you're still getting paid to do a job yeah um but now i also have the income from property um whereas before i was doing i was doing a dance job technically because i had to because i had yeah. to uh i had to fund my 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 rent or my mortgage or you know and and my living and my car um and by by generating income externally the what that does is it gives me more choices it gives me the choice that if a job comes along and i go do i need this job or do i want to do this job is two different things so it gives me the choice to be able to do the do the jobs that i want to do and not the job because i have to do it yeah um and that for me it's the freedom it gives me time um, you know, yeah. I'm I'm not out every day. I'm at home for when my son comes in from school. You know, I spend. You know, I although I work very hard during the day, and you know, I, I'm a sort of a. I am a bit of. I I don't really switch off as an entrepreneur. So I, <laughs> I I don't have set hours that I work. I don't work nine to five. As soon as I get up, I check my emails for the day. I you know I plan my day out, or I try and plan my week out. Now I try and get better with planning. Yeah. And block out so I know what I've got, and then I know that I've got certain times when I can when I can relax with my son, or we can go and play the Xbox, or go and play football together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so it's having that external income gives you choices. Choices, yeah, yeah. That, that's the best thing. Mm. And if now, I go, if I want to go away on a on a on a on a holiday mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, I could do it because I know I've got money coming in and I don't, you know, I've got time. So if I don't want to teach, I can get someone to cover me. That's not a problem. But I don't have those commitments of having to go into a job to work for someone else. You know, I can I could go and I could I could work, you know, I could go away for a month if I wanted, you know, and providing my, well, you know, I couldn't take my son out of school for a month. But uh, (laughs) Yeah, freedom of choices. Yeah, brilliant. So, all sounds like you know a brilliant life. Obviously, you build up to it. Does is is there any challenges in this life, and is there any difficulties? What what are some of the key challenges? uh, You know, in 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 this phase, I think challenges. The key challenges um, have been overcoming mistakes. Yeah um and you know we've made a couple of 
uh, financial errors a few years ago, which took us a while to get back from. Yeah. Uh, and to keep going at that point, because we were in a quite a low as well, was really mm. difficult. But again, if you give up, you're giving up. What are yeah. you going to do then? Mm. Um, I, I, you know, my performing that comes along, and I do nice jobs when they come along. But it's not, it's not enough to, to live my lifestyle. Yeah, and I don't live an elaborate lifestyle. I mean, I li- I live in a I rent a, a a two bed a nice two bed apartment in in a really nice town in Buckinghamshire, and you know it's great. I mm. I do want to expand that. Uh, yeah. which I will do when I get to X amount of cash flow. Yeah, uh, because then I know I can afford it. But so challenges are um, uh, challenges have been okay. So I I sometimes trusted people too early. Yeah. So I didn't get to know people as well as I could have done. Um, but again, that was something I learned. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I should have spent more time getting to know a couple of people and researching. That wouldn't have cost me financially. Yeah. Um, uh, finding time with my other half, because we both work self-employed. You know, I'm, I'm dancing acting she works as a makeup artist in tv and film mm-hmm. trying to get that balance is is quite tricky mm-hmm. but generally when we have time together and we know we've got time off we'll we'll be able to have that and, and go and take a, a holiday somewhere yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, challenges other than that it's it's just a case of right okay get your head down and get on with it yeah you know? um if we didn't have challenges what's the point in what's the point in going on right challenges are can be can be something to to sort of celebrate and and enjoy and embrace because mm. if everything if we don't have challenges then what have we what have we got to you know to carry on for uh, mm. like if there's an, if i don't have any challenges I'd be a bit like, well, what, what's the point? <laughs> but I guess when you're doing something that's congruent to your values, you know, the challenges are almost a joy to tackle, isn't it? Because, you know, you're, yeah. you're doing something you're enjoying and you're, you're, you know, more creative to actually solve those challenges. because it's I something. know if I get the challenges done, I'm another step to where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I'm a step closer to that goal. I know, you know, and so some people take challenges and failures as a negative. Mm. It's a mindset shift. If you can switch your mindset to, okay. So, Cause a lot of people think, uh, and I was very much in this headspace five or six years ago. Uh, mm. uh, like with the, I can't, I can't do that. Or I don't, I don't know how to do that or, or that's impossible or whatever, you know, mm. raising finance, you know, is uh, money is a big issue for people. Challenges mm-hmm. is a big, yeah. big issue for people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a mindset thing. You have to switch yourself from "I can't do that" to "How can I do that?" How can I do? Yeah. How can I do that? And what can I do to get that? What do I need to do? Um, or I can't do that. No, I won't be able to do that. It's it's a mindset shift because everything is achieved. My first, like the hardest thing ever, was when I had to go out and try and raise some finance for a deal. Mm-hmm. And once I've done it once, you know, I, I raised uh, £10,000 from a, 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 an investor. Mm-hmm. And it was the hardest thing going to ask for money and like, <laughs> ridiculous. But Scandal. now, 
you know, and I, I'm, I'm not by anywhere means a, a huge property developer at all, but I'm currently looking now, you know, five years later, at, at, I've got two projects on the go where I'm looking to raise, you know, in the region of £750,000 for both of those projects. And it's, it's a case of, you know, back then I would have gone, whoa, I can never do that. But now I'm going, right, okay, so I need to – money is just numbers, right? And and just because it's got a few extra zeros at the end of it yeah, doesn't make any yeah. difference. As long as you can do the maths, hmm. then, you know, it just gets a bit more exciting uh, with the extra numbers. But yeah. with greater, greater reward, there's the potential for greater risk, which is why yeah. when starting out, start small, start comfortable so you can learn it and then yeah. grow as you go along. I would have yeah. never dreamed, you know, that I'd be, you know, looking for a deal for, you know, to to find £350,000 for one, you know, 370 for another. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've networked, I've met people, and I've got people that are offering f- ways of funding. So I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, everything is possible. You just have to switch your thinking about how you, how you get it. You, you get it. Okay. And then... What's the role of uh, celebrating wins, though? Because in as much as we have, um, you know, objectives and targets and things that we want to achieve, uh, there's also some element of enjoying what what we are doing. So if you have those wins, you know, you take yourself maybe on a nice holiday or buy yourself a new car or whatever. Because in the end, as objectives and goals shift, just like you say, you know, your target, 1,200 and you get that and then, okay, I want to go 5,000 and then I want to go 10,000. You can end up just shifting your targets and, you know, achieving those and all of that, but not getting to actually enjoy the purpose or the thing that you're building. What what do you think is the role of actually getting to enjoy some of that success as well? Because sometimes that's what you're doing it for, aside to the bigger goals of building a legacy, you know, for a family or your kids and all that. So it's a really good thing, and it's something that I um, I didn't acknowledge for for quite some time, and it's only just um, this this year that we've really focused on ourselves and our achievements. Because no matter what steps you you take, you've worked hard to get yourself to that yeah. step. You've done work, so there should be some kind of reward uh, and some kind of credit and uh acknowledgement for for your achievement um and so we you know in uh, i've got three three different property businesses now and in each different business we've set ourselves targets and milestones you know for example every rent to rent property we take on board you know every new deal that we get we're gonna you know we we would thou we will now treat ourselves to uh, an overnight spa stay or something. Mm, yeah. um, and then when we get to a certain amount of cash flow, we're going to, we'll take ourselves to a, a weekend away. Um, Cause you know, traveling is, is what we love to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and so our rewards are, 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 are traveling, our breaks away, our, our holidays and things like that. So that's what we love to do. And, you know, obviously it's been a little bit difficult over, over COVID times yeah. to do traveling, but we've been, we've been banking up these rewards. So we've yeah. got, you know, we've got a few spa breaks today. We've got weekends to go away, you know, we'll go away and have, so it, it's really, really important because you, you've worked hard and so many people yeah. 
crashing, keep going heads down and, and like keep gunning and gunning and don't sit back and actually go, do you know what? You've done really well here. You need, you need to, you need to have something. Um, so that is something we have, yeah. uh, we've, we've definitely put in. Yeah, brilliant. So Adam, it's, it's been amazing. You shared a lot of stuff there on your journey around the mindset space as well. So I guess um, for you, how can uh, people find you? Or do you, and, uh, do you have any last piece of advice or like the, the, the best advice you can give to people who are either struggling or looking to start yeah. how they can actually help themselves to break through into success of some sort? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I'm happy to to sh you know people can find me on on Facebook at Adam Galbraith or or in Instagram Adam Galbo and the same with Clubhouse Adam Galbo at Adam Galbo, um, and I'm more than happy to for anyone just to just to drop me a DM and yeah. and have a chat. I'm I'm totally cool with that. I you know I, I've. I, I get back to everyone that messages me. I've arranged. I do a lot of traveling up and down from Liverpool for our service accommodation. So I've always got three hours each way on the car. Yeah. And I, I try and book in, you know, three or four phone calls with people, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm totally cool and happy to do that. Um, I would, I would, I would just say to people, just remember what you are passionate about, what it is yeah. that drives you, what, what, what were your dreams and ambitions as a as a kid? You know, we have all these goals and ambitions. You know, I, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a racing driver or, or, you know, whatever it is. Just have a little think about where you are in your life now. And, and what what would if you could have a different lifestyle, what would it look like? Yeah. Right. Because actually, if you are prepared to put time into that, and as we discussed earlier, mm. even if one or two hours a day or an hour a day or five hours a week or whatever it is, there is time. If you want to do that, it's absolutely possible. Um, mm. You just have to flip your mindset. Um, it, it It's as simple as that. Follow, remember what you're passionate about and reignite those, those passions um, and go, actually, I probably deserve more than what i'm getting and giving myself credit for right now so actually there's still plenty of time you know although i wish i said i'd got in property or found property 20 years ago you know i'd be much further on than where i am now but bloody hell i love what i do yeah <laughs> absolutely amazing and it's never too late to yeah. start that's the thing people go oh well, i'm i'm 44 in in a couple of months and you know, people are, people are talking to me and going, oh, is it too late to get into property? Yeah. Is, nothing is too late to do anything if you want to do it. And yeah. just, just remember what it is. If you do, do, would you, if someone said to you, okay, would you like an extra £3,000 coming into your bank account a month? How would that change your life? How many people would not put their hands up and say, yeah, I'd love that, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, what are you prepared to do to do that? Um, and you have to look at that. If you are prepared to sacrifice five, six, seven, however many hours a week, you can get there. You can get there slowly. You might be able to get there in a year. You might be able to get there in two, three or four. But if you turned around and said, okay, so 
Alex, in five years time, if you work really hard now, you know, with an extra couple of hours a week, you're going to get an extra three or four thousand pounds. You know, it won't take five years. It can happen in short, you know, two mm. or three years time. You could have a very different lifestyle if you put in the effort now. Um, my goal is I want to I want to be completely financially free. I've got six years to a point where I get to 50 and yeah. then I know that I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. I mean, I'm still doing that now, but for people out there, it's it's down to you and what you want to do and mm. are you prepared to do it. But it's mm. completely achievable. Achievable. As long as you don't give up, as long as you don't quit. Yeah. Really. If you give up, you're giving up. You're not allowed to give up on this. You can't give up on it, else, else it's not going to work. Yeah. You've got to keep going. You've got to yeah. set your targets and keep going. But it's yeah. it's achievable. Yeah, brilliant. Adam, you've been absolutely amazing. You know, quite an inspirational story. A lot of motivational stuff there around mindset and, you know, understanding your values and passion and going for it and getting uh, some help uh, along the way with uh, you know people asking for help is key yeah. if you don't yeah. ask for help you you'll 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 you won't grow good anyway brilliant uh thank you very much adam it's been amazing spending time with you and thanks again for giving us the time and the chance to hear your story as well and your golden nuggets so i'm sure this is not the end of it. We'll be following your journey, you know, in Clubhouse everywhere. We'll be catching up. This is uh, the start of networking, and this is what I like about you know, you know, meeting new people, networking, and sometimes uh, you never know where when you actually get to do something together. You know, something uh, happens. I meet someone, and they are talking about performing arts or dancing or whatever. You know, immediately the name Adam for me springs into mind. Kind of thing. So it's absolutely amazing, and that's that's the brilliant thing about you know being having an open mind and talking to people and you know you never know what you'll get so i really appreciate your time so thank you very much and uh, well, thank you very much for having me alex it's been uh, lovely meeting you and chatting chatting yeah, with you thank been, you uh, and i'll see you again absolutely thanks adam enjoy the rest of your day Pleasure. thank you thanks bye